0: The match Ball.
1: Hello there and welcome to the show brought to you by Levi Solicitors. That ten percent discount on your legal fees can be secured by heading to LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello, with me. Michael Normanton. Hello. So is Moscow White as well. Daniel Chapman. Hello. Well, that would have been good if there wasn't a huge problem taking the shine off everything at Goodison Park. Sickening to see these sorts of things. The base layer's not quite matching the colour of the new third kit. That's just taken the shine off everything for me. And the fact that Bielsa probably won't speak English in his post-match, I mean, what's the point in any of it? Talk English. Sorry, talk English. Yes, I forget. Brilliant, that wasn't it? What a great three points and another another thrilling game. Why don't we score more goals?
2: That's that's the only thing I'll take from it. It was really good, and we are really good, and we should probably be winning this league, but for some reason we can't score enough goals. But we did score enough goals today, because one is enough.
1: I didn't know if you noticed, but yeah, we, we got more than... Everton got. And yep. that means that if you do score more than the opposition, as Howard Wilkinson used to tell us frequently, if you score more than the opposition, you will win.
3: And win we did. And it was, yes, it's the excitement of waiting for them. It's all part of the thrill now. People wonder, why is it fun to watch Leeds United? It's because we we don't just have the game decided in the first 10 minutes. If you look at the um, the Burnley versus Manchester City game today, I mean, that game was basically settled as soon as the teams were announced. Mm-hmm. Leeds, they like to give you your money's worth. If it, they're going to be charging seventy-five quid to watch Leeds at Stamford Bridge next week, you uh, you get you get proper value for the full. What minute did uh, did Old Rafinha score? Eighty-five or something?
2: Seventy. Eight, was it? Something like that. It was quite
3: late. It felt a lot later than that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 78, it felt like it was 88. Uh, but you got to enjoy him trying all the all the time.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I need to do, um, own up to my mayor culpa here for what I said. I mean, I, I on 78 minutes, my, the words that came out of my mouth were, I'd probably yank Rafinha at this point. And within, it was 10 seconds, wasn't it? <laughs> if that, uh, he twatted the ball dead hard into the net and we were in front. There was only time for you to shout, make me look a fool. As
3: he lined up that
1: shot, <laughs> I did, didn't I?
3: Yeah, and uh, and did. It
1: went, and my my face is now covered in egg. It's interesting. We should bring that up because I've just read a tweet from uh, from Nathan, uh, sorry Nathan AELUK, who says uh, about a minute before Rafinha scored. Um I was going to text my friend to say he looked tired and needed to come off. I know nothing, trust the process, et cetera yeah and um that 's exactly what I did. I think he did fade out of the game, and actually, I was proven right when he was taken off just afterwards. so
2: who's the fool now yes you were, you were proven right by him scoring the winning goal correct it's,
3: it's like being in a room with Marcelo Bielsa, only you can just about manage some sentences in english, so it's it's like a better version <laughs> try try my very very best, but a great three points
1: i've said in the run up to this, I just fancied us to take something from this today because. Everton were liable to attack us, and it wasn't comfortable, was it? it was, there were moments where it got a little bit hairy, but uh, I mean, all the same, we looked threatening throughout. I mean, how many chances did we have? A thousand? Uh,
2: yes, something like that. I think across these two games now, we've had like 60 shots or something ridiculous and only scored one goal, which seems a bit unfair.
3: We had 23 shots today, according to the numbers I'm looking at. There was 25 against Arsenal. It is a bit worrying that we only get one goal out of all this, but look at it. I mean, hey lads. Yeah, but do you know how many we conceded against Arsenal and Everton? None. Yeah, and I was just going to say, Everton had 15 shots, which is plenty. Eight of them on target, which is more than we had. And how many goals did they score? None, because we've got the best goalkeeper ever.
2: I didn't like the bits where they did have the ball in the net. They were sad for a little while. But but, I think Stuart Dallas was very sad as well when Rodriguez managed to bring that one down. And head in his hands. He did, he did have a look of, oh no, I can't believe he's done that. Can we, can we lay into James Rodriguez
1: yeah. for screaming and diving like a bitch?
2: He was shit as well, second half in particular, completely went missing, didn't he? Unless I missed him not going missing, but I'm pretty sure he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything most of the game. He just, apart from one absolute squeal when Calvin dared to go vaguely near him, such an entitled little prick.
3: A show pony. Everton didn't really attack consistently for long enough for any of their forwards to look any good. I think that's one of the things we'll take from the game. We we didn't just win it, and we didn't just have lots of shots, but we absolutely dominated it. And it does... Um, Did we
1: dominate it like Robbie Rogers dominated those wine gums that time?
3: Yes. It it had the similar thing to the uh, the old Arsenal game where their chances kind of get hyped up or feel worse than they are because they're so rare and because they're so kind of um, heightened. They're all counterattacks and they all look really dangerous. So you get really worried about them. Whereas Leeds have moved into this different realm of football where our attacking is now it's not specific it's just like ambience it's constant isn't it it's like a room uh, odorizer. you just we just fill a stadium with attacking and so it's (laughs) constant and so you just notice it as like this background smell rather than something that's in your face like um, taking a throwing a burning candle at a wall which is what Everton and Arsenal kind of do when they attack whereas we're just kind of a, a beautiful like just a, a room-filling aroma. A Glade
2: plug-in. Oh, lovely.
1: <laughs> when you put it like that, Moscow, it all makes absolute sense. Can I get my gripes out of the way first? Go ahead. It's uh, the I've, kit, though, isn't I've it? I've mentioned the base layers. Yeah, why have we got white hoops on the socks? They should be gold. Um, sort that out, added ass. Don't just palm us off with Leicester's spares. Not acceptable. Um, uh, Ducori being too similar sounding to Ducara. that, yeah, was, a that bit was distracting. Distracting, wasn't
3: it? And having players called um, Godfrey and Alan very close to God, Godfrey and Cream, um, but also just strange names to have wandering around a football pitch. You don't get many Godfreys nowadays.
1: My other major note is why I can't Click finish anymore?
2: Uh, it's a shame because he's really good at everything else as well. I think he, I thought him and Calvin were very good throughout this game, other than a couple of finishes. Are we giving him credit for setting up Bamford? Because I thought he meant it when he did that big swingy, it looked like he's going to shoot, and then it went off his toe to, to Bamford
3: in the first half. It looked very difficult to do that intentionally. And that would be my test. I'd need to see a replay of it and see whether there is the moment of where... Because the thing about Rafinha's goal is you kind of saw... You can see absolutely clear he went, clearly where he... he looked, can I pass there? Can I pass there? Can I pass there? No, or shoot. Whereas with Click, I didn't notice him thinking, hmm, I reckon if I just get this off one particular toe, there'll be enough backspin to set Bamford up perfectly. Mm. So, not convinced. The thing I
1: thought he might have done but again it could have been either way. I thought he was going to take a swing at it. He pulled his leg back but changed his mind mid swing and just sort of scooped it with the outside of his foot. But let's call it deliberate because he plays for Leeds. Oh yeah, and well, he's brilliant. Um and I thought he was he was brilliant today. I think he's absolutely been brilliant all season and midfield uh, in the Premier League is absolutely his natural home.
2: How much does um Rodriguez earn and how much did Everton pay for him?
1: Nothing. They paid nothing for him.
2: Oh, is he on loan? Is he?
1: No, no. Just, I think they got him on a free because he's so bloody expensive. Oh, but...
2: they're paying him like a million pounds a week then.
1: Yeah, something daft
3: like oh.
2: that. Well, I'm just saying, click's better.
3: Yes, yeah. and we, you know, we got click for a couple of million pounds from the Eredivisie and um, just yelled at him for a year. Thomas Christensen sent him to Holland. We just used to phone him in the night, telling him he was rubbish. And now look, uh, two clean sheets on the bounce, and I'm really pleased after two
1: uh, four-goal concessions in two consecutive games, where I- even if you're only talking in terms of reinforcing Melier's confidence because he had that little moment today. But other than that, he came up with some really, really crucial saves at crucial times to, to
2: keep things level. He doesn't let stuff like that bother him either. He'll, he'll do that. And he, he's tried to play a little diagonal ball over a striker and it's gone wrong and they've nearly scored. But then he knows next time he can do it again. And he, he just doesn't give a shit, which is, I think, what you need as a goalkeeper. You can see sometimes it absolutely weighs on people that they'll be... It happened with Kiko, who's one of the most experienced goalkeepers we've had in years and every time something went wrong he'd carry it over to the next game that he was like oh shit I'm going to do something wrong today I know I am I know I am. Melier a child just doesn't care
3: It was the one save he made when the ball kind of rolled away from him and he had to scramble to get the the ball at the striker's feet and the the second save was such a confident save that it, it was fine. It's exactly what you're saying and then when he stood up it was like nothing had happened. His recoveries like, well, I, I kept the ball out. Fine.
2: His recoveries are great because the one against Arsenal as well, where Saka, he kind of did him first time. He took it past him, but then he managed to keep scrambling along the ground and get mm. and get his body behind it. And he did it in the first half, there was a save as well. The really good save he made early on where it was, it was squared. It went in kind of in behind Cooper and it looked like they were just going to tap it in, but he managed to throw himself at that. And again, he got onto the rebound there as well. He, he's and very then, quick.
3: And then he got up again because he thought... He, he got on the ball before. I think Dallas was trying to clear it and he just went for that as well. So it was like three really good goalkeeping actions all at once. And there was a, a strong argument, even though in the first half, we were we probably pra- played our better attacking, free-flowing, we're going to score loads of goals football, that Melier could have been player of the match at half-time because he'd pulled off those really good saves in specific instances. Whereas... All the other players were just up the other end, just basically being goals, just trying to summon. Manifesting is very popular now, and Leeds were kind of manifesting goals around the Everton penalty area.
2: On the defence, are we just going to attribute it to Calvin Phillips coming back? Yes. Or Aliowski being in the team?
3: both he brought some comedy to
1: proceedings just on occasion today there was a moment where was it one of the I think it was one of those balls that got threaded to to him on the left or was he threading somebody through on the inside left channel and you knew he was going to twat it into touch but you just thought oh bless him
3: yeah and with the offsides as well I think VAR is definitely not Alioski's friend it, uh, he was always offside in the championship and you could see it by a mile and now he's got cameras on him as well just don't try just Stop just don't that. try and beat just their, their knock, knock, it on,
1: knock it on there yeah pack it in
3: but it's either him or um, yeah, Phillips. It's a fair shout, and he was outstanding today. And um, um, I hope that doesn't mean that we're just going to be horrible to Pascal Stroit now because you know he did his best, bless him. But he ain't Calvin Phillips.
1: I'm left with the thought at the end of that game. I'm just really enjoying watching Leeds United in the Premier League. It all just feels really nice after a couple of struggles against Leicester and, and Palace. It's just nice, isn't it? I mean, it's just a nice thing that we're experiencing. We got we that massive high of promotion and. We got back to a division we wanted to be in for so long and it's lovely to be here.
2: We just look we look in no way out of our depth, do we? That's the thing with it. That's the concern when you go up a league is that you're going to get found out. And I think people were slightly rubbing their hands together when we got beaten by Leicester and Palace, thinking, Well, oh, this is Leeds done. People know how to do it against them. But they don't. We just didn't know. We were missing some players. Things went against us at, at various points in those games where it, they meant it turned and it got away from us. But we've now gone and absolutely dominated two teams who people expected to be top six, top seven. We can easily be in that group or just outside of it, even this season.
3: There is still the potential there for us to end this season losing more games than we win just purely because of the, the situation we're in where we're fresh into the, champion, uh, into the Premier League from the Championship. And it is difficult and um, you, know, you come up against obstacles like we did against Leicester and the other team that did us. Um, Crystal Palace and things go wrong. But the difference will be, we'll play like this along the way. Um, even when we we lose, I mean, you can't say that we weren't good in either of the Leicester or Palace games. We we were in kind of all those years that we spent outside the Premier League, looking at Burnley and thinking, God, really wish we were there. And how come Chris Ward and Charlie Taylor get to be there? And God is jealous, isn't it? And and then, but then you look at what they actually do in the Premier League. They lose five nil to year. Manchester City every year. And we drew with Manchester City, and it was—it's funny in hindsight. Um, I was reading some stuff about um, our season so far from like disinterested commentators. I can't remember who it was, but describing in several places out that Manchester City game as the best game of the Premier League season so far, which you don't necessarily think of as a as a league There's Manchester no control. <laughs> but other people, it's all the the worst game I've seen in my life. Other people watched that match and thought it's the the best that the Premier League has to offer. The Burnley have never been involved in a game all the years that they've been in the Premier League. Nobody's ever said, you know what, that Burnley game was outstanding. Just doesn't happen. So we're we're already bringing something to the Premier League that it hasn't had. Um, I think they're going to have to look at the division at the end of the season and decide how many teams actually get to stay in it. I don't want to bring in a Super League by the back door, but if Burnley somehow finished 16th, they've got to be relegated anyway. because you. We're just showing up everybody else. They're they're wasting everybody's time. <laughs> Whereas we are, um yeah, they need to have a, a cut off point. If you finish below Leeds this season, they've got to they should do what they used to do in the old days. You have to apply for re election and there'll be a, a committee with Leeds on it and Marcelo will be elsewhere and say, Well, are they entertaining enough to actually come back in? You want to play them again next year? Like, no, we don't want to play them. Although actually with BL3 we say, well all stars are valid and I fucking it'll drag Middlesbrough up from the middle of the championship just to do a favour to Neil Warnock out, pity. Anyway, we're the best team in the the, the league, country, world. Um, Rafinha is uh, you know, I mean Maradona very sad to see him pass this week, but fortunately Rafinha is here to carry on his his legacy and improve upon it. And um I don't see any reason why we can't just be elevated into the Champions League now and win it.
1: Well, let's talk more specifically about Rafinha now and his performance. He's got the sauce, hasn't he? Uh, At what point did I make you take a note down, Michael? I said, please write down.
2: (laughs) I didn't write it down. I know. I did? I did, yeah. It's it's not not minuted, um, but it's the third point on my sheet. You put Rafinha, Dan likes him, and then I put times three because all three of us like him.
1: We went round the room, didn't we, and we all agreed we liked him. We all agreed we
2: liked him. I think it was after he'd done... Um, some skills? that little bit in the middle of the pitch where it looked like the he, he wouldn't really be able to get to it, but then he did get to it. And then it looked like he'd struggled to keep it, but he did keep it and he played it out to the left and it was amazing. He did some other nice stuff really in the opening minutes as well. He, he completely burnt past the fullback at one point as well, which made everyone go, ooh, quick, is he? He's a wick lad, isn't he?
3: And the pass across the pitch to Stuart Dallas that nobody else had seen, I mean, Dallas just was not on for that ball and he just decided, I think I'll go for him instead of all these players who were much nearer to me. Um, and you, have we got written down that the argument continues about his hair? I like it. Dan? No, you misunderstood. You misunderstood me. When I said he had dickhead's hair, it wasn't an implied criticism. It's that he's got something about him. And- I dare you then. Right, go home tonight and tell your wife you've got the hair of a dickhead. <laughs> and see whether she finds any criticism implied in that comment. She's not a professional footballer, so she wouldn't
1: understand the context. The context is is a footballer, and your ability to carry a haircut on a football pitch is determined by your abilities on it, and he's got the swagger and the skills and the vision and the ability to carry off whatever haircut he wants to carry off. So he's got Dickhead's hair, he's got lines in it now, and he's growing it through the middle. I'm all for it. It's Dickhead's hair, but I love it.
2: He has backed it up today. He was really good. He was he drifted out of it in the middle at the point which you uh, were saying to take him off. I wouldn't necessarily have disagreed with you, actually, had I had challenged the voice an opinion before he smacked it into the corner of the goal. But he's done enough, as needed he, to make us think he's got something about him. He's he's well worth in his place in the team at the moment, I think. I I don't want to slag off Helder Costa because I think he's been fine for us as well. But he looks like he's got a bit of something different to him.
3: There's probably an argument. The way he's played in his two starts so far is play him for the first 25 minutes and let it be absolutely brilliant. Then take him off and bring Helder Costa on for the rest of the match and just see if he can do something in that time while he's acclimatising to the English game and getting used to things. Because that has been the story of both matches he goes off like an absolute rocket and then he kind of fades. And if he hadn't scored that goal in the second half, probably a lot of people would be saying, well, why did not you take Rafinha off? He wasn't really contributing much. So maybe that's the argument is bring him on for 20 minutes at the start and then um, Costa and then take Costa off 20 minutes from the end and bring are on. Mm.
2: Going back to talking about Burnley just the fact we've signed Rafinha and he instantly looks really good and creative it is just a disrespect for the Premier League isn't it doing that why not sign Jeff Kendrick Someone like that we should have signed. Get Keith Andrews out of retirement. Get him in, the, someone who knows the English game. You need people like that in the Premier League, don't you?
1: You do, especially we, we've come in with ideas above our station, trying to be attacking and win games, rather than just trying to shit out our way to staying in this league every year. We're not doing what we should be should be doing, are we? We're, we're I don't know, we're ideas above our station, we're out of our box, back in your lane. What, what's the phrase I'm after?
3: Signed, a, I don't know the phrase you're after, but we should highlight that we've signed a £30 million um Spanish, number nine, their international first-choice centre-forward, not playing him. Why, why would you put him on the pitch? Don't bother, we'll win without him. That up yours, everybody, <laughs> including most Leeds fans who, who would have liked to see him on the mm. pitch, but no. We did have an interesting discussion about that whilst the game was going on,
1: didn't we? We were saying you'd bring Rodrigo on because he's dead good, but then we actually... Chatted it out, and we're like, you can't think of anybody to take off right now, can you? Because it would like unbalance the game a little
3: bit. It's the Bielsa logic. He he says this, and he's probably in his press conference saying it right now that we were creating attacking opportunities, but just not finishing them. If you brought Rodrigo on, he you would bring him on to help create attacking opportunities. We didn't need any help with that. So who are you going to take off? I mean, the answer, and I I said during the game, the answer is take Alioski off because he's he's comical, and we didn't, <laughs> we, we didn't necessarily need comedy at the time put Stuart Dallas to the left back where he's brilliant put Click to where Stuart Dallas was playing where Click that's his natural position play Rodrigo at 10 and then we probably scored a million goals but Bielsa has that thing where if the 11 who are actually on the pitch are all playing very well they're all at a level then you don't change it you you, you don't want to bring anybody off so everything was working absolutely fine so it almost needed um you want a little bit of reverse psychology to happen to Everton to start playing really well and then be also be like, well, actually, yeah, I'd better, I'd better do something about this. One of the players has dropped off, but um, it is a bit weird because you were saying last week that like Rodrigo is, uh, he needs some time to get back to the level he was before he got COVID um, and minutes on the pitch is is the way he'll, he'll improve, but um, he's reluctant to give him any.
2: It says something as well of, how precise Bielsa is with his tactics that he looks down the the bench in this situation sees a 29 year old 29 million pound Spanish centre forward and then just past him sees a teenage free transfer from Man City and goes him he's the more suitable player for this game so I'm going to bring him on instead because you could you could easily have put Rodrigo out up front out wide couldn't you in the same position as that but he, he wanted Paveda there so Paveda comes on
3: and that chance at the end when Paveda instead of running at the corner dribbles and I mean
2: that was disrespectful to the Premier League as well. Should have kept it in the corner.
3: Yeah, and Pickford, I don't know how he saved that from Helder Costa. Pickford made some good saves, but you still you, you wouldn't have him in goal, would you?
1: He's a mad bastard, isn't he? I've just remembered, and actually did make some notes apart from the base layers and the socks and Ducara and all that sort of stuff. Um, the one intelligent thing I did note down was 78 minutes implying that we're running out of steam. So if you're watching it on Sky, the UK coverage... Uh, Jamie Carragher at that point was saying that one or two Leeds players were were sort of puffing a little bit, looked tired, and then it was within 30 seconds that I reverse jinxed Rafinha and and rightly said he should be taken off.
2: It's just not true either. People say that. And then it cuts towards breaking, and we've got four players sprinting up the pitch, and their fullbacks not being able to keep up. And you think, it's just lazy. It's it's the thing that the press seems to have absorbed is this thing that we get tired, because we do run a lot, but we also are really, really fit, and so can run a lot. And yes, occasionally someone might get tired, but you know, Paul mm. Butler used to get tired, and it wasn't because we played this in an intensive in an intensive way. It was because he was a shit fat bastard.
3: I am now picturing though when Helder uh, Costa came on because Jackie Harrison was essentially crawling along the far touch line, <laughs> dragging his his poor sore legs behind him, absolutely finished. Um, but yeah, the, it's um, something that uh, the the comparison. I mean, it's the first time we've won at Goodison Park since Howard Wilkinson's days, and the The joy of of Howard Wilkinson's team we're talking about on the, um, you'll hear it on an upcoming episode of the Matchball 30, um, about how that team battered teams in the first 20 minutes and would score two or three goals. But they also had the confidence in their fitness that in the last 20 minutes, they would be fitter than the other team. They would still be running further than the other team. So if they hadn't scored in the first 20 minutes, they, they thought, well, we'll score in the last 20. And even... I mean, we, we did score earlier than I remember in the 78th minute, but I'm sure if that game had gone to 88 minutes at nil-nil, our so-called burnt-out, tired, sorry, sad players would still have been absolutely attacking at full pelt and believing that they would score a goal simply just by being fit as the other team. And I mean, um, I know Everton had a lot of injuries, so they were missing their first choice, full-backs and all that, but Ancelotti's making three changes at midway through the second half, bringing on, God bless him, Fab Delph at, at left back um, because who had the more tired players the team that's having to make three changes or the one that's just running the team he's got into the ground I mean talking about idiotic uh, punditry Graham yeah, you know, again
1: trotting this one out pre-match saying Le- Leeds can't keep this up for a full season midweek week. I, mean, I need bloody midweek games you clown and second of all we can we did it all season last season and the season before and we just lost it in the final 45 minutes of the season in the playoffs, and he's now saying post-match that Phillips needs to be scoring more.
2: <laughs> what?
3: All right, no, I not to agree with Gremsones. There were a couple of times today where I looked at Calvin Phillips and thought, "Could a shot there?" And I thought he's maybe he's got a bit of a case of the David Batty's where it almost became with Batty, you just he he convinced himself out of. Um, shooting, which in Batty's case was out of spite, because every time he got the ball on the pitch, Leeds fans used to yell at him to shoot. So he said, oh, "I didn't like that, so I just deliberately didn't shoot and <laughs> and passed instead." So there were a couple of months where I thought, "Oh, Calvin, have a dig like Rafinha did, but he doesn't need to score more goals. He's been abs- he's he was first for everything, every stat today. Um, they put it up on the same damn channel. First for passing, first for accuracy, first for distance run." What more does Graham Sunes fucking want?
2: A <laughs> couple of goals would have been nice, Calvin. Come on, yeah. I know, I know you're good <laughs> at everything else. Oh, I know the very core of the job that you're sent out there to do. You did almost perfectly
3: but could have scored A you, couple of back yeah. passes from inside your own half would have been nice and also if you'd snapped somebody's legs for no reason just because you've, you're an insane bastard. <laughs> Kicks someone in the bollocks just for a giggle. But you're right though, some of these pundits, he could have shot a couple of times today,
1: you're right, he did actually have a couple of opportunities today, did Calvin. But some of these pundits, it's just wanting to pick holes in, in something or anything. It just, be positive, you negative bastard. Enjoy why, enjoy why,
3: our joy. Why isn't he picking up on the serious points that so the kit's the wrong colour to the base layer and one of Everton's players sounds like one of our old players and Un- the other ones have the names of old men. 100% record. In Calvin should have kit. a shaved head.
2: That's Souness' that's opinion,
3: probably. That's too much of a haircut,
2: isn't it? Yeah. Oh it Well, does. I
3: mean, that's back in the day he used to have a, a full wet mullet, didn't
1: he? Uh, but yeah, 100% record in that third kit, the old maroon kit now. So. It's not a Leeds kit, but I don't mind it. I don't particularly like it. I look at it and
3: I think uh, You mm-hmm. and you are sitting there wearing a, a, Leeds, a Squareball a Square Ball Leeds Carrot Ho ho um t shirt in the same colour. It's a jumper, it's a Christmas jumper, and I, I knew that we would be wearing maroon,
1: so I wore my maroon jumper to okay. rep the lads. Maroon,
3: all. Burgundy or Claret is the question.
1: Um and if I happen to pop into Aldi on the way home tonight, then they will see this and somebody might go, Oh, I like that. Where did you get that? And I would say I would go to the squareball.net <laughs> forward slash merch. And you'll be able to pick it up there if you're looking for a Christmas jumper that's not awful. That's what I'd say.
2: I mean, you're not a great advert for it, I have to say.
1: What, in what way?
2: <laughs> well, maybe in Bradford it's all right. Thanks for that.
1: <laughs> um, heroes and villains, good people who did good stuff today.
2: Uh, you, I suppose, for your your reverse yeah. cursing thing, whatever it was. You said some stuff and something happened, so well done.
3: Fab Delph could be a hero as well. Nice to see him. first. Get, as far as I can tell, did a, a quick in-game kind of... Um, Google, I think that's the first time he's ever played against Leeds, and he didn't wear anything to uh offend us. He did, um, he stopped one of our players, I think he tackled click, so maybe he's a villain because he should have just let him go by. Um, also, whoever made Carlo Ancelotti's coat, well, that was a nice coat. Mm.
2: I was going to nominate Ancelotti as a villain actually for making Fab Delph sit on a bench with the Huddersfield Town goalkeeper. He deserves better than that, doesn't he? Show some respect,
1: yeah. Um other good performances. I thought Dallas was quietly good today. Quite enjoyed Stewart.
2: He was. He seemed quiet early on, and then he just he did a Stewart Dallas thing of just becoming better and better the longer you watch him. So
1: and you you remarked that he would probably be playing uh, for us until he's forty today.
2: Uh, I just I just feel like he's got that kind of vibe about him that he'll always be doing a job for us, even if he's not in the first team. It might only start four games in a season, but at forty seven years old, he'll still be able to come on as a fullback in the last five minutes and do a decent job for us.
3: He's kind of accelerated that um, Eddie Gray process who at 35 started playing left back for us, but he started doing it at 28. So maybe he'll actually have to retire much sooner because he's he's playing like a much older player. You can do the Carl Schutt thing. Carl Schutt, when he uh, ended up at, I think he ended up at Stevenage and he was player manager and picked himself as sweeper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sweeper was the position of, of old men, wasn't it? For a time, it was just like, Glenn Hoddle, sweeper, Rude Hullett, can play sweeper. Carl Schutt, sweeper. <laughs> Similar uh, type of player, wasn't he?
1: Good. Well, that moves us up into the top half of the table,
2: which is quite nice. Um, I thought we were
1: 11th. Uh, is, is it, oh no, we're not in the championship anymore, are we? Towards the, 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 We're at the top of the bottom half, aren't we?
2: It's all very compact still in there. I mean, we're now two points behind Everton who were going to win the league and were brilliant apparently a few weeks ago. And we've made them look shit.
1: Yeah. Oh God, there's a game going on now, isn't it? West Brom against Sheffield United. Bloody hell. There's your Saturday night entertainment.
3: It doesn't get any better than the... The game we just watched all all Leeds need is a couple more um, goals that's what they call them <laughs> isn't it ball in, ball in the net action if we keep doing goals we'll get points as well but I don't think that's necessarily going to be a long term problem because it's not that long since we're scoring four goals in every game and I'm sure Bielsa will be telling the assembled press um, that we're playing exactly the same now as we were then so it's fine everything is um, good even the even the kit it all looks lovely. Hero, Dua Lipa, um, having the good sense to get Calvin Phillips on a live stream. Got to um, get that in. And Do you feel that helped up up his performance to be number one on the pitch today in all metrics? He'll have had loads of messages about it this morning, won't he? So he'll have had a good giggle on the team um, bus. Now, they probably stayed in a hotel last night, didn't they? So, but it'll have been a nice distraction for him. And in fact, I looked on his Instagram story. And he's been re, re, uh, reposting loads of people. Um, just screen grabbing that so yeah
2: Ness will be furious about it as well
3: I mean I'm, I imagine the people at Sky are probably keeping that information from him <laughs> Well, <laughs>
2: just don't let him I hate
1: things I don't understand uh, Phil Hayes just tweeted to say that Phillips tonight 94% accuracy overall with his passing and 92% accuracy in Everton's half um, it's not 100 though is it not I mean, 100 that, uh, Graham Souness would point out that is not 100% how he many needs... goals
3: did he score hmm?
1: none hmm? Needs to do better, doesn't he? Is that everything for uh, for heroes and villains or anybody oh, else? Oh,
3: Melier can be a hero oh, of course, yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. Two clean sheets in a row and he keeps just pulling off great, great saves. And compared to goalkeepers we have had in our, uh, let's say, recent history, he's a he's a vast improvement. Do we need to, I mean, I feel sorry for old uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell sometimes. Do we need to nominate Sean Dyche as a villain for for putting him in the team. (laughs) He gave us three and a half million pounds. But then, but he's got to treat him better than this. I mean, he had to make his debut one day, but they do have another goalkeeper, put him in against Manchester (laughs) City for crying out loud. And I don't imagine Sean Dyche has taken it calmly. I can only, I can only imagine what he may have said to uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell when he came into the, the changing rooms, after the match, having got away with throwing the ball into his own net at already five nil down, what do you what do you think Sean Dyche might have uh, might have said to a young goalkeeper goalkeeper in that situation? I didn't know he had a, f- a fucking stroke.
2: Their
1: arms didn't work. And that I think is an excellent place to leave it. Thank you, Michael. We'll speak to you next time, Sean. The match ball.